today on CityCast Philly. The past few days have been pretty chaotic and unsettling over the chemical spill in Bucks County that raised concerns over Philly's tap water. But Tuesday night, city officials said we're in the clear now. I'm speaking with a reporter about how this all happened and how the region's infrastructure keeps the city's drinking water safe. It's Wednesday, March 29th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Frank Coomer, you cover environmental issues for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So over the weekend, you know, my phone was blowing up with alerts about the drinking water in Philly. And first, you know, we were told to drink bottled water. Then we were told, actually, hold on, the tap water is fine, at least for now. What the heck happened? <laughs> yeah, uh, Trinae, I, I think the city's response was a bit uh, set off some chaos that was unintentional. So Friday Friday night or so, a pipe burst at a uh, facility on the Delaware River in Bristol run by a company called Trinio. They have a product, they make Alto Glass, which is like kind of this acrylic sheet that can be bent manually, almost like a plexiglass. Uh, okay. And so uh, when the pipe overflowed, it went into a kind of a drainage area, pond area, uh, and it was butylacrylate, ethylacrylate, methylacrylate, all which, you know, are, he- are health risks if in high enough concentration. So, but it was raining and the rain uh, helped overflow the pond and it got in the river about 8,100 gallons, uh, according to the company, other estimates have been higher, but got into the river and kind of caused a cloud that started moving down okay. the river mm-hmm. before it dispersed. And so most of them, unlike Philly, have well, if they draw from the river, they usually have other sources like wells or aquifers that they can tap into, groundwater. Philadelphia, unfortunately, only has the two rivers it can draw from, which has been a historical problem with the city. And so that's it has the Delaware River and Schuylkill River? The Delaware River and Schuylkill River, co- correct. So this was flowing down the um, Delaware. So no one really kind of like, draws water off the Schuylkill. Mm-hmm. So Philadelphia has a major plant, the Baxter Water Plant. So they were concerned that the water would get into the system you know, through the river intake there. So there was a bit of a, you know, uh, I think a chaotic response about how to handle this. And like you said, they told people originally to use bottled water. And I think they were just going really by kind of FEMA general guidelines in any emergency situation, people should have three, you know, days of bottled water or whatever they say on hand. Uh, So the city later kind of recounted that and said the water is safe after they started testing. So during a press conference this week, Officials said there's no visible cloud in the water. Right. And so what chemicals actually got in the water and what's the risk if you consume them? Sure. It was these uh, butyl acrylates, ethyl acrylate and methyl acrylates. And, you know, they, they have general properties that they can be toxic in, you know, certain compounds. But I don't think it's major in minor concentrations, but they can irritate the nose and throat. They can irritate lungs, uh, causing, you know, shortness of breath. Uh, high high exposures can cause a buildup of fluid in the lungs, which is like a pul- pulmonary edema, and it can cause a medical emergency. But in minor concentrations, it's probably not that much of a threat because it was in with this latex product that is water soluble and kind of disperses. And uh, so the concentrations would be fairly low. And you can't just boil your water if if it had this these chemicals in it you, you have to do other things right correct and and home filters aren't are not going to remove this uh so 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, a Brita filter isn't really going to do it. Oh, uh, okay. so, so here's the, the problem is that the EPA basically mandates that the city and all, all water companies have to test for, uh, say, 100 chemicals, roughly. But there are literally thousands of chemicals and there are thousands of chemicals kind of patented every year. And, and so there's no way that any one water company can keep up with all the chemicals. But, you know, they're supposed to, uh, they log them and they have permits to discharge in the rivers, et cetera, in, in certain concentrations, if at all. Uh, so in this case, the acrylates, the butyl ethyl and methyl ac uh, acrylates got into the water. And the butyl acrylate, if you'll remember, was involved in the uh, East Palestine, Ohio uh, train derailment. It was one of the chemicals that they were watching. But those those chemicals there were in much higher concentration because they were contained in large volumes in a single train car. Here, when they spilled into the river, 8,100 gallons, uh, half of which was just water uh, of the, the discharge, were really kind of uh, diluted amid millions of gallons of water. Mm -hmm. The problem is they don't test for butyl acrylate or any of these chemicals. So there was a, there was a regional network of water companies that kicked in and they had started coming up with standards to test for it because of the uh, train derailment in Ohio. Uh, so they were kind of set to test for this, which was a big plus actually for the city that they, they were ready to go. They had the standards, they knew how to test for it, and they knew how many parts per billion. I think it was like 600 parts per billion is the maximum level. So Frank, can you help me to understand, let's talk about, you know, back to the communication to the public on this issue. It, it just felt like we, you know, we didn't get information very quickly. It wasn't very clear. You know, there was panic going to grocery stores and convenience stores to grab bottles of water. Should we be critical of the city's response? Uh, here's what I'll say. I, I think the city's response did lack some cohesion. And Mayor Kenny has been criticized, I think, for not showing up in person uh, for some briefings. And there were there were a lack of uh, briefings. And mm -hmm. the first real press uh, availability and, and I think public availability was until 5 p.m. on Monday, uh, which was very late, considering the spill started Friday night. Mm -hmm. So people were very confused about what's happening. Even, you know, press were confused. Right. And I also read in the Inquirer that some community groups called out the city for not providing information in non-English languages as well. So folks could, you know, understand what was going on too. Yes. I, I didn't see communications and I think it was in Spanish until uh, probably Sunday night or Monday, which is kind of late again in the cycle. But I, I do have to defend the city somewhat. The city is not the only one handling this. In fact, the city is a as it's a major player, but it's not the major player. The, the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection, the Coast Guard is in charge of the containment and cleanup. Uh, EPA is in charge of overall uh, health and uh, you know environmental issues, and they've been largely invisible. There hasn't been one press availability or public statement or, or, or public accessibility, I should say, by these agencies. And I should note that uh, the lack of response been as of Tuesday morning. So I don't know that it's fair to have the city hang out there and be responsible for all communication when there are certainly federal and state agencies that could, that could have stepped in. It's a great point, Frank. Also, the Inquirer reported that this specific chemical plant 
in Bristol has a quote history of contamination incidents, including one just a couple of years ago. So was this a disaster waiting to happen? Who's regulating these plants? Well, I mean, the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection ha- is in charge of the permitting, in charge of the regulating overall. Uh, they have not gotten back to us about what specific violations they've found. But uh, Ryan Briggs, uh, one of our reporters, uh, did a nice detail on how the, this plan had other mishaps in the past. It has a history of different ownership. And so some of the past violations were from different ownerships, but it's all the same facility, if that makes sense. Okay. And Frank, I'm curious, how do chemical plants keep harmful materials out of our water, right? Like how how do, and also how do water treatment centers keep our water clean? What kinds of safety measures are in place? The companies along the river have to get permits from a number of government agencies to operate, the Delaware River Basin Commission, the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection, and there's also local protections. So, you know, they're supposed to know, or I should say they self-report what chemicals they're using and whether they're releasing chemicals into the air, whether releasing chemicals into the water. In this place, I do not believe Trinzio has any kind of permit to discharge any chemicals in the water. They have permits for air discharges, I I believe. Uh, Part of the problem is that some of the reporting, government reporting on this was, was not available, so we couldn't really get to some of it. But the water companies all have uh, pretty rigorous testing and labs. And, and, and I have to say, Philadelphia Water Department is pretty well respected nationally for its program. Mm-hmm. It has its own lab, uh, which, you know, filters for or, or looks for everything from microplastics on up to, you know, 100 different, you know, toxins and chemicals. Uh, Aqua Pennsylvania has a brand new $6 million lab in Bryn Mawr, or, or relatively new, just a few years old, that has state-of-the-art technology to regulate. So the water is pretty safe. They you know, they have it locked down pretty good. Is anyone working on efforts to prevent these types of incidents from happening in the future? You just talked about how we've got state-of-the-art equipment at the water plant. So, But should you know, residents, businesses, should we be worried about another spill? I think there's always room to worry spills. And, you know, we saw what we saw in Ohio is alarming. Uh, So I think there is cause to worry. And I think officials are increasingly worried. I had a, uh, I had a long discussion with Aqua Pennsylvania uh, about their response. And, you know, that's what they're, that's what, that's what keeps these people up at night. I think they're all very serious officials. No one wants to be the person at the helm when chemicals get into the water supply. So they are very cautious, very uh, watchful. So I, I I think that, you know, they're doing what they can. And, and I do believe there's a high degree of confidence. All right. That was Frank Coomer, environmental reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Great information. And thanks for joining us on CityCast Philly. You're welcome. We'll have a link to the Inquirer's reporting in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Yesterday on the show, we talked about personalized license plates. Well, now PennDOT is offering new military-themed license plates. According to KYW, qualified PA drivers can get several different types of plates honoring service members and their families. So here are some of the plates. The Air Metal License Plate, the Afghanistan and Iraq Veterans Plate, and the Blue Star Family Plate. 
Each of these plates is $23. And to learn more on how you or your family can get one, go to dmv.pa.gov. It's time for the tip of the day, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. The Free Library's Culinary Literacy Center is offering a free English language learning program called Edible Alphabet. The mission is to teach English and literacy skills while cooking. How cool is that? To sign up for this class, call the Culinary Literacy Center at 215-686-5323 or email kitchen at freelibrary.org. If you have a tip of the day, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, tell your coworker, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city and some sweet treats. Get your taste buds ready. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Let me do it again. Because <laughs> I forgot that. Oh, God. I forgot that we added that. Okay. Um.